Bless the name of the Lord. Well, Father, we thank you for the word. It's preaching time. Thank you for those who will hear the word. And thank you, Lord, that because of the word, we will live and we will declare the works of the Lord. Have your way. Teach us today for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Say, this is what I want to, I want to start off with a little something different this morning. I know it might seem a little corny, but I want you to listen to this song. time to lighten the mood and get us started this morning. I'm excited. Let me just tell you, I'm going to talk tonight, today, and then I'm going to pick this, this idea and concept up on Tuesday night. So please join me Tuesday night. You need to be in Tuesday night Bible study. If you haven't been there, you need to be there. It's going to be an important time to hear me. Just, just pick up the text that is, was read and you're hearing um, by Elder Martin. In the third verse, 
of the 23rd Psalm, in just simple words, he says, the B portion, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. I've been dealing with the theme, the temptation of fear. The temptation of fear. This is part three of that series, The Temptation of Fear. It's easy to walk in the spirit of fear. It's easy to be upset right now. Um, everything seems to be uh, topsy-turvy. The world seems to be changed changed forever. Um, we, we, will, we will always remember this season, those of us of mature age. And what you have to realize is that's something that's in the air. There's a buzz in the air. And the more vulnerable you feel, the more you feel the buzz, the more worried you could easily become. But I came today to tell you that your spirit could easily be settled if you settle into your role. All you have to do is play your part. You don't have to do everything. Just play your part. And as a believer, your part right now is to be sheep and let the shepherd be the shepherd. And I'm not talking about me as shepherd. I'm talking about the great shepherd. Let that great shepherd of the church shepherd us through this season now. I'll shepherd you in the flesh, but let him shepherd us through this pandemic season. Now, I know the song says, I just want to be a sheep, bop, 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 bop. I like that. I, I hope it gets in your spirit. I hope you go all day saying, I just want to be a sheep. Bah, bah, da, bah. I just want to be a sheep. Bah, 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 bah. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. I just want to be a sheep. Bah, bah, da, bah. I want you to get it in your heart. Get it in your spirit. Because that's who the psalmist depicts us as. And the, the, the creatures, these sheep that are being tended to, are being tended to by a loving shepherd. Now, I understand sheep have a bad reputation in this modern non-agrarian social system. Uh, colloquially, we use sheep to speak derisively of people we deem weak. So we, we talk about people being weak as being sheep. Uh, look, look at the following. Uh, these are definitions off the internet. Someone who mindlessly follows and emulates anything and everything in the name of fame, recognition, a waste of flesh, and brain cells. Look at this next one. A group of people who lack the capacity for careful consideration, imagination, or individual thought. Eee! Who wants to be in that crowd? Or how about this next one? A person who follows another person and does everything they do. Or how about this one? The black sheep is a person who is the odd one out. You know, I don't like that one at all. I just don't. I don't know something about that one just bothers me. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I just George Orwell, Animal Farm, used sheep to depict mindless commoners that agreed with whatever was told to them now used to label someone who is gullible, 
a conformist. I understand why, if that's the definition of sheep you use, why you wouldn't want to be called a sheep. It's difficult to have a less than admirable image as something to aspire to be. But I want to help you here. If you're not going to be a part of his fold, and you, we're using this metaphorically, this is not, not intended to be as, as, as straightforward as it may come across. Metaphorically, if you're not going to be a part of his fold, then, then he, he, he doesn't have to take care of you. I only take care of the sheep that are of my fold. Amen. I don't want to tamper with somebody else's sheep. And so if you don't want to be in the fold, then you don't want the care of the shepherd. Sign me up for the sheep. You know, listen, I said last week, let me repeat again. Shepherds offer sheep three essential, essential things. They offer them the path, the provisions, and the protection. Path, provision, and protection desired by the sheep. Well, if you want God's path, and you want God's provision, and you want God's protection, I think you ought to come under the umbrella of being one of God's sheep. You know, um, we'll get to this later on when we get some New Testament text, but not in this particular sermon, but Jesus looks out and he describes the same analogy. He raises it up again himself. I want to tell you, I think that we struggle with being sheep because in order to be a sheep, you got to give up some stuff. You got to surrender some stuff. And so that means that your whole way of consciously dealing with life, your perception has to be rewired. And, and last week I put it this way, and, and I want to, I'm adding words, so it's not the exact same way I put it last week. But in order to emulate this metaphorical life example, you must surrender knowing. Parenthetically, that means your mind. Well, that's scripture. Let this mind be in you, that which was in what? Christ Jesus. For unknowing. And that means a renewed mind. So that I need to surrender knowing my mind for unknowing a renewed mind. Now, this is scary because I'm going to teach you something you probably haven't even thought about. If I give up my mind, what I'm giving up is using my conscious faculties to make all of my determinations. Instead, I have decided to surrender control over to God, and I'm going to let God lead me. I, I don't, don't, don't push this too far. I'm not saying that God didn't give you a brain that could be used and work. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm giving God control. He'll work through these faculties in the earth realm, but I'm giving him control, and my desire will line up with his. 
And since I know who my shepherd is, I'm automatically comforted. Um, I'm going to say something that you've probably not heard this way before. Because I know we always, and I'm going to go to Hebrews 11. So my Bible scholars out there, y'all get your, get your book in hand. I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going to Hebrews 11 in a moment. Before I get there, I want to say this. I think there's a different definition for faith that's going to mess you up. Here it is. Here it is. The mind enriched with authentic faith is comfortable and confident not knowing with the physical senses. And that's my own quote. I didn't get it out of book. I want to tell you that so when you when you look at it, you can't say, well, is that the Bible? No, it's not. It's Benjamin Keith Watson. The mind enriched with authentic faith is comfortable and confident not knowing with the physical senses. See, you quote, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What do you think not seen means? The physical sense, your eyes. Let me tell you something. We have reduced faith to a cliche. Faith has been reduced to a cliche. We say, I have faith, I have faith. Then the first time something happened, you ready to jump. Better jump back in your bed and get up on the right side. Let me tell you something. If you gonna sing, I trust in God, don't just make it a song, trust him. If you gonna say, I live by faith, the just shall live by faith. Woo, hallelujah. Well, your faith is being tested, sugar. Your faith is being tested, brother. Your faith is being tested, mother. Your faith is being tested, father. Your faith is being tested. Now live it. You don't have to know what's going to happen. You trust God for it either way. Okay. I'm, I'm going to get, I'm gonna, let me get a little more, let me get a little more word in here. Ooh, I feel this thing. I, feel, I got an anointing on this. There's, a, there's an anointing on this. The Amplified Version of the Bible gives you a clearer rendition of this. This is important right here. The Amplified Version, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Amplified. Get this. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, the confirmation. Stop right there. Your confirmation that God's in control is faith. Now, in case you don't realize that, it's a non-material thing. It has no form or substance. It has to be held in the heart and mind of the believer. Of things hoped for that is divinely guaranteed. That is God has promised that he's going to take care of me. I will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Now, if God's promised that, I've got to know that faith, non-material, non-substantive, that thing that I call faith has to hold on to the divinely guaranteed things that God has promised. And the evidence of things not seen. That is, it is the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced 
by the physical senses. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. I can't see it, can't touch it, but I know it. I trust it. I believe it. I rest on it. Go back to my brief definition from a moment ago. The mind enriched with authentic faith is comfortable and confident not knowing with the physical senses. Comfortable and confident not knowing with the physical senses. Now, you know, here, here, let me bless somebody. Here's what we said as well. I don't know how he's going to do it, but he's going to do it. We, we sing it. We sing it. The Lord will make a way somehow like a ship that's tossed and driven up oh, by an angry sea. The storms of life are raging, and the fury falls on me. I wonder what I have done that made this race so hard to run. Then I say to my soul, Take care. somebody I don't know how but somehow I don't have to know how we're gonna do it but somehow some way things are gonna work out somehow see I live in the somehow and I'm not afraid to live in the somehow I'm not afraid to live in the some way I walk by faith. I'm 
not afraid to live in the somehow. I'm not afraid to live in the some way. I'm comfortable and confident with not knowing how with my physical senses. But I know he'll do it. Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Yeah, I feel like hollering. Him. Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? <laughs> I wish I had some witnesses out there. Won't he, won't he, won't he, won't he? Somehow, I, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got. So, so I, I, I'm not the, the fear to, to, to the temptation. The fear is around me, and and yes, I'm tempted by it like the rest because there's stuff happening I can't control. But I have a God who sees and knows and hears and answers prayer. You know, there are three things I want you to grab in order to hold on to this sermon. Three things. Number one, here's what you're going to have to do. Number one, surrender independence for dependence. Hold that one second. Surrender independence for dependence. That's not easy now. You're you going to have to let go of independence for dependence. Yes, yes. See, I know, I know. You, so you've gotten accustomed to using your mind to figure out everything. And now you're stuck. But before you lose, your, lose it, Learn to be dependent upon God. Here, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. The God that sits high and looks low, I, I see you, I see you, I see you. He, you know, he says, the Thomas says, he leads me, which means I'm not in charge. I don't care what Charles said. Charles, you know, that, that old show, Charles in Charge. No, you ain't. Uh, president said it's going to be over in a flash and like a miracle. It's going to poof, go away. Nah, that's not one edict that's going to be carried out. You, you got to know you're not in charge. You're not in charge. But I know who is. I, I know who is. I know, you, you, you have to realize, and saints help me, let me help you realize. You see, you've been running rogue in your independent mind too long. This is a season for you to rewire how you process. Here's your independent mind. And I'll do this on Tuesday night in a better way. But just grab this for now. Your independent mind and your ego has been running things. It's always what I want. It's what I need, what I think. This is my way or the highway. Yeah, your independent mind. You, you've been running. And so there have been a lot of times God been showing you things to do. You, ain't, you haven't done. Even a lot of times God been trying to lead you and you haven't been led. Sometimes you've been telling God, no, nah, no, nah, God, that ain't going to work for me. I got something else to do. I got things to do. It's amazing how many folks had plans before this happened. Well, I won't be there because I, I, I plan to be away. 
Yeah, you plan to be home. <laughs> you, you might as well realize your plans don't mean nothing to God. Listen, you surrender independence for dependence, but you surrender your independence for dependence to someone who actually is willing to care for you. Willing to take care of you. Now, 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 stay with me because I'm, I'm, I gotta hurry up because I, I, I sung my, my, some of my time away. Listen, number two, number two. <laughs> Surrender intellect for direction. Intellect, intellect. Ah, my mind, my, my intelligence, my thinking, my thoughts. I'm, uh, you know, we want to talk about who's smarter. He says, he leads me in paths. Lead out there for one second. Do you notice the S on the end of path? It's not, he leads me in the single path of righteousness. He leads me in paths of righteousness. Watch this. Come on back here. I'll bless your, bless your socks off here. You know, if the sheep keep eating in the same path, after a while, they'll eat everything. And they'll create ruts in the ground. If they stay there in the same place, their own waste will cause parasites and insects that could come back and kill them. So the shepherd moves them around to different paths and different places. Y'all missed that. He leads me in the path. He, he, he takes them to where they need to be. Let me, let me help, you know, here, here's what you need to know. I need to recognize that, 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 that God has to direct me. Because sometimes I get too comfortable where I am. Sometimes God has to stir my nest. Say, so, no, 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 you can't stay there. No, no, move. I've let you do it your way long enough. Move. Sometimes you, stuff, so doors you're trying to open up, God's already closed. And you still kicking on them? Your yes has been vetoed by God. God said no. God said, can't you take a no? Can't you get a hit? You, you, can't you get a clue? If you would have prayed and prayed and prayed and asked and asked and asked and that door still closed, maybe you are knocking on the wrong door. Okay. I close. I'm gonna. I'm close. Watch this. You, you you surrender indifference for devotion. Indifference is um, I don't care. Uh, I'm, instead, I, I I do care. I know I know I want God to do something for me, and I want I want a blessing. Uh, sheep are really intelligent. They they they're very intelligent. Um, in the animal kingdom, uh, they're as intelligent as many other creatures. Uh, they 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 feel, they see, they know. Uh, they also can get can get territorial. That at some points, by the time you get to be a ram, it can be rough in some ways. But let's not go too far. You you have to realize that I give up indifference because I want to go and be devoted to God. I, remember, I'm a sentient being. I am a person of conscience. I am a person who is able to make choice and decision. I'm not just an animal unable to speak. I have greater vocabulary than ba 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 ba. I have the ability to walk away from God. 
God will never leave me, but I sure can leave God. Now, technically, I can't go anywhere without God. The psalmist already pointed out to us that he's already there, but, but I can leave my fellowship and relationship with God behind and do my own thing. But if I allow as a, as a sheep to let God lead me, he'll take me from the indifference that is caused by life, and he'll lead me into paths of righteousness. Stay with me here because see, some of y'all have been praying about people to be in your life and, and, and sometimes those people you thought were going to be there are not there. You, you've been praying, I, this, Lord, I, Lord, this is the man I'm, I'm interested in or this is the woman I'm interested in. This is the relationship I really desire and sometimes they're not, they're not, doesn't work out. You have to realize if you've asked God to lead you, what God will do in, in leading you into the path of righteousness, he'll lead you into rightness as in his will for your life. And sometimes that doesn't line up with yours. I, and, and you know what? It has to be okay. Well, you made enough decisions on your own. Might as well let him make a few for you. Let me close. Here, here's the last part. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. I'm going to bless you right here. He says, he restores my soul, full verse. He leads me in paths of righteousness. The next verse is weird, out of place. Because... It says, for his name's sake. What that got to do with me? He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness. And then this verse kind of gets thrown in, for his name's sake. Come on back to church because I'm about to bless you. When it says, for his name's sake, what it means is that a good shepherd had a reputation and in order to be held in high esteem, his sheep had to be managed well, constantly under care, well fed, under control, under good guidance, because he had a reputation to keep. Ooh, preach was. And since he had a reputation to keep, he wasn't just working on behalf of the sheep, but he was working because his sheep were on display to the world. And since his sheep were on display to the world, he wanted his sheep to look good because when they look good, he look good. 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 Now here you got to understand this. God said, for my name's sake, I got to bless you. Not just for you, but that my name is on you. You claim to be a child of God. You claim to be a chosen one. You claim to be a part of a peculiar generation. And since you're one of mine and my name is on you, for my name's sake, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to direct you. I'll lead you in paths of righteousness because my name is on you. Hitherto have you asked nothing, but now ask in my name that it may grant it unto you. God's going to bless you for his name's sake, and you need to know you have no need to fear. God's name is upon you, and he will take care of you. I just want to be a sheep. 
because I want him to take care of me. I want him to take care of me. And he will do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I bless you for those who are listening even now. I thank you, God. I pray, God, that we can surrender over to you. We'll give you our fear. We'll give you our struggles. We'll give you our trials. And we'll just rest in your hands. There's no better place that we could be than in the hands of the living God. So we rest in you. Be with us even now. In Jesus' name, amen. Maybe you've heard this word online today and maybe you're not a member of any church. You've never given your life to Christ. I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ today. I offer Christ to you, my brother. We offer Christ to you, my sister. He will give you brand new life, new life abundantly. So come, come. You who are weary and heavy laden, come on. Come on to Christ. I want to extend this opportunity to you. I know that if you believe that the Lord Jesus can come into your life and that he wants to save you, I want you to get in contact with us. You can call my office this week, 860-443-6046. You can email us at the churchadmin at shilohnlcomplex.org and let us know that you've made a commitment to Christ today. Let us know that you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And then we'll get right back in touch with you. And we'll walk you through the process of committing fully and completely unto God. And we want you to know we love you already in advance. This is the day that he made. And so we're rejoicing and we're glad in it. No matter where we are in the world, we know God is still in control.